Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that is the sound of rock cracking, and as you hear the rock cracking, maybe you hear uh, Santa Claus sleigh bells ringing, because this is <laughs> the week of uh, Christmas, and we're celebrating Christmas across America and across the world. December 25th is on its way, and I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas, and for our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. Listen. This is a celebrating time of year. So today's show, we're going to touch on a little bit of politics. And then we're going to talk about the Christmas story. And I hope you enjoy this entire show. And we will get uh, down to some very uh, in-depth views of what's going on with the Christmas story across the years. Have you ever uh, just said Christmas? Let's explore it. <laughs> we're going to explore Christmas in a very... Uh, different way on on the today's show so listen up and before we get into that yes let's touch on some politics won't get deep into anything uh you're listening to doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net i'm your host and we are doing the show a little differently because this is christmas 2021 and 2020 and 2021 have been very very unusual years but christmas comes around once a year and it's christmas time and it's time to be joyful and celebrate uh, as far as politics there's some nastiness out there as there always has been the democrats have uh, said they give up this year only for this year to trying to get through their build back broke or build back broke Oh, it's build back better, but actually it's build back broke because that's what uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn, who's been on this show before, but she called it build back broke because of what they're saying be $1.7 trillion, the, well, the uh, congressional uh, office, the uh, budget office is saying that, that uh, registers everything and looks at what legislation do. Let's say it'd be way, way more, even... Uh, they collect taxes for 10 years for one or two years of the program. That makes no sense. Of course, that's what they're trying to hide. Uh, but so far at this point in the year, as it gets close to the end of the year, Chuck Schumer said we're going to push this off into the next year and to build back better, uh, mainly because uh, Senator uh, Manchin and Senator Sinema from uh, Arizona, they, they so far have not signed on to the uh, Build Back Broke program. We're already going broke with inflation going out of control. But the serious thing about it is they're going to try to push through this socialist election system, federalize the elections, so Washington controls every state. It's a very barbaric and dangerous uh, kind of, uh, it's, it's just looking right at uh, socialism, uh, fascism. That's what the elections 
what that's what the Democrats are pushing for. And the only way they can get it through is, is getting everybody to vote and getting the vice president to vote. That's not consensus of the American people. I sure hope that will fail. The last thing we need is uh, fascism in America through the elections pushed by the Democrats. But that's what, our, as far as we, we're looking at uh, the politics, there's one thing when I talk about fascism, forcing people to do things uh, that the government uh, should not be forcing. And then we see the, these different leftists pop up out of nowhere and different all over the country, you know, with things you never thought you would see for years, my entire lifetime, trying to drive people toward King's dream. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., when he said, let's base things on the content of the character of a person, not on the color of the skin. And yet we just saw last week where a school, uh, an entire school teaching children this, that there's going to be a, a time that but only for the people of color. And uh, so Fox News brought this out to uh, Dr. Carol Swain, an African-American that's uh, stood up strong for, against uh, this type of racism. But uh, listen to her and uh, we play this clip from Fox News. Thank you, Janice. Thanks, of course. Uh, meantime, switching gears to this modern day segregation, an elementary school in Denver under fire for their playground night exclusively for families of color. Dr. Carol Swain, president of the reconstituted 1776 Commission, here to react. Dr. Swain, great to see you as always. How much of a slap in the face is this to those who fought so hard and sacrificed so much in the actual civil rights movement? Well, it's a rejection of Dr. Martin Luther King's vision that people would be judged by the content of that character rather than the color of their skin. And it is a setback uh, for all of us who have fought for integration. And I believe that in many cases, it is a violation of our civil rights laws. It's something we ought not to be doing. Dr. Swain, why does the left seem so determined to divide us based upon the color of our skin? Well, I can tell you that progressives have always been racist. They have always uh, uh, supported segregation. If we, if we go back to the Democratic Party, it was the party of segregation. And so a few years ago, there was all this discussion about the big switch, how the Democrats and Republicans had switched and that, you know, Democrats were the party of civil rights. And we see that what they have done is to turn the country backwards towards segregation and towards policies that treat racial and ethnic minorities as if they were inferior. It's, it's horrible what we're seeing. We certainly hope that something changes because this is not how a country, a united country stands. So who's trying to drive division in America? Well, it's the leftist. You see them at work all over the country. They want division. They want separation. They want desperation. They want crisis. They want more and more money spent. And there's some people out there in the Democratic Party call themselves progressives, call themselves liberals, and they mean good. They really want to spend money and help people. But how can you spend money we don't have and it's costing our kids and grandkids and great-grandkids? It's going to cost their uh, style of living. They're not going to be able to keep up when they owe so much debt. But the biggest thing about that right now is because they are people who understand in a socialist and communist uh, mindset 
to get rid of America, put America deep, deep in debt and destroy the status quo. So all Democrats, I don't mean to say they are pushing this, but they are being pushed by the socialists who got a ring through their nose and are dragging them to the left. And so many of them say, I, I just want this. I just want peace. Give peace a chance. Let's pour all this money into the schools. Let's pour all this money. But what they don't understand is there are people on the left who want to spend everything that can possibly be spent just for one reason. They want to bankrupt the United States of America. They want a, they want a revolution. They want to wipe off the clean, all of America's history, make a new constitution, a constitution that does not limit the government. Our constitution is so unique in all the world because it spells out what the government can do and what it says you can't do is everything else. The government is given its limited power through the constitution. The leftist, the socialist, the communist hate that. They hate it. And that's why we need to work together. 2022 needs to be a year of the anti-socialism opportunity coalition. How about that? The real AOC. <laughs> the anti-socialist opportunity coalition. You have an opportunity to save America. Man, that just came flowing right out. I hope somebody will put that together. But listen, right here at Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We want 2022 to be a year of creating the anti-socialism coalition. And it's not you may not agree with everybody that's in that coalition, but right now we are in a desperate time in America. And if we do not stand together against socialism, communism is right down the road. Thank you for our Hispanic Latino listeners from Venezuela from Cuba, down in Florida, and really around the country. But you are leading the way for the Latino community to understand socialism is not the way to go because you've experienced it. And you've, you see what it does in wrecking lives and wrecking an entire country. So please help teach all of us. The ones who don't understand, who've been voting for the Democrats, not understanding that the leftists are controlling what the Democrats are doing by the laws that are written, by what's happening in the Congress. These laws that are being written are doing nothing but planting seeds of communism. We need to understand what the future is going to be like, how bleak it is. If you look at Venezuela, Venezuela and uh, Cuba right now, that's the direction this Leadership in this nation in the Democratic Party is taking America. And remember, I didn't say every one of them are socialists. I did not say they're communist. But so many of them are being just pulled by a ring in their nose over to the left side, not understanding that the way to kill America is to bankrupt America, to put it in a crisis, to put it in a financial crisis that it cannot return from. We're getting very, very, very close to that happening. Wake up. Wake up, America. I said this is time to celebrate. It is because it's the Christmas season. So let's celebrate.
right. And <laughs> music and a wonderful the Christmas season from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing that uh, joy to the world. And and there's so many songs. You think about the songs of Christmas. You think about the poems of Christmas. You think about the literature of Christmas. All the books, everything. Of course, Charles Dickens and uh, his characters of Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, his characters of Tiny Tim, all put together in a Christmas carol. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wrote a book like a carol expressing the joy of Christmas that's been made in so many movies. And so there's so much that's wrapped around the Christmas time of year, the Christmas story. And it's taken out of the uh, New Testament uh, of the Bible. And yet it goes back into the Old Testament, ties the Christian faith believes that it ties into the promise of messiah that comes through the old testament and uh, from the, the hebrew uh, part and the jewish nation so uh, a lot has been tied in through the years to the christmas story and you go back in history about uh, christmases during wars christmas during the dark ages christmases during the middle ages uh, there's so many things you can look at in history and even the fact that Christmas when they picked December 25th right after so many pagan holidays because of the winter solstice on the 21st and there's there's so much that you can tie in everything from Christmas trees from the Germanic uh, area in Europe uh, all the way to there, there's so many traditions that tie into it but I can remember, and this is what I was going to tell everyone listening there, I know your own family has different Christmas stories, what's happened during the Christmas season, what you remember as a child, and the Santa Claus. And some people had Santa Claus, some people didn't. Some people uh, thought Santa Claus was real, <laughs> and some people still do. How about that? For our kids out there, they're listening in. I won't tell you that Santa Claus can bring some amazing gifts. And sometimes when you, <laughs> when you uh, stay up all night, <laughs> it makes it hard on Santa Claus to come in and bring the gifts when you're trying to catch him bringing in the gifts. So a lot of things that are tied all into the story of Christmas. But let's go back and look at the real Christmas story in a way that some of you have never seen it before say some of you and and as i tell the christmas story i can remember tying in some things that uh some of you may hear for the first time but i want to just talk about the christmas story and the joy it brings it makes me think about even in the famous book the grinch who stole christmas by dr zeus when the grinch just uh, planned and planned to steal all the gifts and all the Christmas presents and everything of the trees, the decorations, everything in Whoville that had anything to do with Christmas. He was going to pack up and take away, and he did. And you remember the people came out and they still sang. They still sing the song of joy. And there's something about that that is so 
deep into the human soul and what Christmas means and the birth of Jesus to the Christian faith was the gift that when we hear Martin Luther King Jr., we, we remember what we said. He said here in America where he said he believed in a dream when a person would be, uh, they'd be recognized by, the char- by their character, not the color of their skin. Well, Jesus is one, as he lived, he said, just like Dr. King built from his words, Jesus said, to be truly free, you had to know him, had to go through the salvation from sin that he provides, and you'd be truly free. And that's when Dr. King said, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we're free at last. There's some freedom (laughs) that comes about when we talk about Jesus, we talk about the Christ, the Messiah, and when he came to earth in human form, and that's what Christians celebrate, that he came to earth on a, in a human form, and we call it Christmas, and we pick December 25th, and in some parts of the world it's a, a little bit later. But can you imagine when the Christmas story that's uh, in the book of Matthew, book of Luke, in the New Testament, but it talks about how Joseph and Mary had to be real young, had to be teenagers, maybe young teenagers. They had to go to Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus had called them forward to be taxed. Isn't it the way, isn't it unique how it ties into history where even Caesar Augustus is written up in the Bible? But uh, Joseph had to go to his family's home of Bethlehem and he brought Mary who was with child and, and uh, could have the baby any day uh, probably brought her to Bethlehem and it specifically says there's no room for them in the end so where did they stay well where the cattle or the sheep and sometimes for because of the middle ages and the thoughts were a lot of times they had barns on the bottom floor and houses on top and you talk about a baby in the manger what's a manger was basically a feeding trough but in the holy land in the middle east down in israel uh in bethlehem they didn't have a lot of wood so most things were made out of stone they didn't have barns so these quaint little scenes especially european and american scenes that's probably not correct more than likely there's these little caves in the hills in bethlehem right out of bethlehem there's some caves i've been to those you can go to them not not huge caves but just where you can go in and shepherds would go in with their sheep sometimes in these little caves when it got cool at night especially in the wintertime, this is where they would uh, take shelter from the elements, from the wind, from the weather. So more than likely, this is where Mary and Joseph were, one of these little, because there's no room for them in the inn, so probably one of these little caves that where the animals stayed, and they, the manger would not be made out of wood, it'd be a a trough carved out of stone, but uh, that's where most of the feeding troughs were. 
made out of stone. And I've seen those, and you can see pictures of them, but they probably had some hay in there. And baby Jesus was laid in a manger in a feeding trough. And the shepherds, can you imagine this? The shepherds, <laughs> they, they were sort of the, on a low stick of the totem pole when it came to IQ and, and, and the way people tell things about shepherds. And they were trained since they were young boys. But they stayed out in the fields at night with the sheep. And some people probably claimed, hey, you know, and it says in the Bible that shepherds, they were afraid because they saw an angel. And then it wasn't one angel, it was a host of angels. And in the Bible, it never says the angel started singing. It just said he told them the message that the Savior had been born. Going to Bethlehem, told them how they would find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. So you can go to all kind of reasons and visions and think what has been but what would you do if you were out in the fields minding your own business at night just listening maybe to the sheep looking at the stars and just daydreaming night dreaming about to doze off and then boom here's, <laughs> here's a bright angel right in front of you well uh, I mean you just put yourself there. What's the human experience? They were absolute, just absolutely scared to death. And uh, we know it was more than one because it talked about the shepherds. But they were absolutely scared to death. And the angel had to say, don't be afraid. Because they brought good news for everyone, for all mankind. And some people have always thought, well, this is just written up as a it's a bogus story i mean you can't write bogus stories like this because it's so in woven into the human fabric of what it's like to be human and the need for a savior and a need to know there's a way of salvation so the shepherds ran <laughs> they didn't say they went they ran and can you imagine them going through the streets of Bethlehem looking for baby Jesus? Shepherds, this is where I said some people looked at shepherds as low end of the totem pole and IQ at the time. And when they came running in, everybody thought, man, these shepherds have been drinking. They need to be watching their sheep. You Can you imagine them when, when they were telling people a king had been born? A king had been born. And they thought, these, these shepherds are crazy. Did you know that King Herod, and the Bible talks about King Herod, and but he had Herodium. And I've been to the Herodium. It's just outside the outskirts of Bethlehem. Not, it's visually where you can just about see it. And it could even be, we don't know, but at the time, you might be able to see the lights of Herodium, a great palace outside of Jerusalem near Bethlehem. It could even been that the shepherds could see the Herodium and thinking that's where the baby is. The king has been born, King Herod's palace. But no, <laughs> the angel specifically said, you'll find him in Bethlehem lying in a manger. And that's where the shepherds went, startled. <laughs> and then they ran and, and they found the baby. And they told Mary what had been said. 
And what does the Bible say? It says, Mary treasured these things in her heart. You know, basically it was reinforcing everything that had been told. And when, you know, when she's, when an angel told her she was going to have a baby, it's going to be God's son. And she had to explain that to Joseph. Can you imagine when the shepherd said that? It's like a relief saying, when it said she treasured these things in her heart, it's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. These shepherds may look crazy, but they're telling me what I need to hear. And then when we look at the, um, the picture of that night, and was it cold? How cold was it? Do we know? All we know is the shepherds had come. And then, and said what they had said. And then the wise men, did they come that night? No. The wise men, where did they come from? The story uh, from the New Testament says they came from the east. Now, why would shepherds be coming to the east? I mean, not shepherds. Why would the wise men be coming from the east? Well, it's because somewhere in the land of what we would call today maybe Iraq, Iran, in that area. Bab the old Babylon is in uh, the nation of Iraq today. But there, the prophet Daniel. Now, this is not in the Bible anywhere that we know. But the, there's thought that the prophet Daniel had probably given to the wise men of the day specific information that if we see this star it means a baby has been born that will be the king of the Jews and so that's the, the wise men from the east it took a while we don't know but figure around Jesus probably around two years old when the wise men got to they had to put together a long journey plus you know had to tell the wise family hey we're gonna go give gifts to the newborn king <laughs> why well Daniel must have written up something real good that's all I got to say but they made it to see baby Jesus and you read the story King Herod said hey they went by the palace to see King Herod because they said hey there's a newborn king and that got Herod saying hey tell me all about this little baby and the wise men did then Herod was upset. He told us to go find the baby and go back and tell me. I said, I can go worship him. But they knew something's up about that. And the fact they said they had a dream. And they knew they better not go back by King Herod because he had evil on his mind. And sure enough, an angel got Joseph in a dream to say, you better get down to Egypt and get safe until King Herod's out of the way. And uh, God could have moved King Herod that night, could have moved him off the face of the earth, but he just said, no, told Joseph, you get out of the way until the coast is clear. And a few years later, the coast was clear, and Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus came back. And then the life and times of Jesus is continued in the New Testament. So we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the birth of someone who said, if you want to know freedom, if you want to be really free, then follow me. And it started with the baby in the manger at night when shepherds were scared by the angels, angel then angels, and then the wise men came that tied in the ancient history that moved with prophecy, that moved forward into what happened in Bethlehem and the way a lot of Christian ministers would bring it out that it goes back to the Garden of Eden 
And Jesus is the bridge in the Garden of Eden, the first Adam, the first Eve, Adam and Eve, the first man and woman. When they sin, ate of apple, which was t they were told not to, once sin entered the world, there was a division between God and man. And the baby Jesus came, and Jesus, through the testimony of this life, made the bridge back between God and man. And that is the reason why Christmas is a national holiday. It, it's around the world, but in America it's celebrated as a national holiday. And that's the reason for the season. And most of you have heard that story, maybe not told in that way. But I'm glad you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. This is a different kind of season. Politics never go away, but sometimes we have to remember and give thanks. We did that at Thanksgiving. We'll do it now again at Christmas. we got a new year coming up. So let me just say Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. 2022 is a very, very pivotal year for America. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics will be there every week to bring you stories you won't hear anywhere else. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being friends. Thank you for uh, messaging me. And, and uh, again, I can't, <laughs> I can't get back to and answer everything, but I will try to read everything that comes in. Thank you. Merry Christmas for Jewish friends. Happy Hanukkah for the world over. No matter what your faith is or if you don't believe in God at all. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We all learn from each other. We are all on this globe. And it's very important that we learn how to work together. My friend, Dr. Alveda King, we've written a book together. She's the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And she will say that we are one race the human race and let's learn to live and love together so god bless you merry christmas happy new year we're going to see you next week we'll have sort of like a show uh, ending of the year show special and we'll put that together see you next week merry christmas thanks for joining us today and remember to listen again next week for another edition of doc holiday's rock splitting politics you can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit DocHoliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.